Hello, welcome to the second episode of Storytelling on Orchard Street. I'm your host, Pete Salamita, and with me is Linda Kleinbaum. Linda is a curator of Fahrenheit Open Mic, the founder of Pen Pal Poets and editor of Pete Previous Press. Linda was one of six local poets invited to read at the 2021 America's Poetry Festival of New York. She received her MFA from the New School. Some of her work is found in the basement American Poetry, Brooklyn Rail, The Observer, Sensitive Skin Magazine. Her first full-length book of poetry, Cover Charge, right there, <laughs> is, uh, is unbearable titles from Autonomedia, sorry. And you can follow her on Instagram, and she is now going to read the poem. This is called Cover Charge. Broken souls gather, buy the two drink minimum, look for romantic remedies. Your advice was, don't write about life, write about art. I say, paint me black, splatter your pigment on my wedding dress. You're a beer-soaked barroom, I'm an engagement ring lost on the floor. You're a smudge Keith Haring drawing, I'm a boombox missing a beat. Your kisses were jewels, dope, bored on the Lower East Side. We crawl out of abandoned squats. You say you speak fiction, your heart is exposed. I tell true stories, you are forewarned. Thanks. Um, so, uh, Wayne was uh, my guest, if you listen to the first episode, um, and I'm going in order, kind of almost like in how I met people. I'm new to this scene, and um, what, I, what I love so far, this has been such a great experience for me because everybody's so nice. And um, I am totally impressed by uh, the fact that you do so many things and you do them so well. Um, it's, and, and you're great at organizing uh, all these events. Um, but before we get to some more details about you, your art and everything else, um, I have no idea where you grew up. I'm a Queens girl. I grew up in Maspeth, Queens, and I moved one town over to Middle Village. I'm as Queens as it gets. Cool. I had a feeling uh, you grew up in New York City, but I wasn't sure where. Uh, are you still a Queens girl? Still, yes. Um, my father grew up on 12th Street and Avenue B on the Lower East Side. Okay. And um, we lived in Maspeth and used to bring me down here in the 1970s cool. when I was a little kid and show me his house, which was a burned out shelter of right. a building. And it was really frightening to come down here, but um, you know, I always feel like the Lower East Side is in my blood because of that. Cool. Um, and because you grew up in the city, you probably spent a lot of time uh, riding the subways and everything. Right. right. And, um, I'm not going to ask you your age because it's impolite to do that with a, with a woman or most people actually. Um, I'm, I'm guessing we're relatively in the in the same ballpark of age. Okay. Um, <laughs> we both look young and and, and uh, vital. Um, so you've seen a lot in New York City. I've seen the '70s, which was awful, and um, I've seen it get good. I've seen crime go down, and I've seen right. crime go up. Right yeah. now, right now, the city's in bad shape, unfortunately. Right. I talked about this with Wayne, but back then you could be an artist and, and live in New York City much easier than I think you can now. Yeah, there's a housing crisis and yeah. it's really difficult to live anywhere right now. Right. Uh, so, um, so, well, one thing I noticed, uh, I've been reading your book and I noticed that uh, I know you have a number of passions, uh, gardening for one, right. <laughs> and art, an artist, right. uh, just like Wayne uh, is also an artist and a writer too. Um, and, and I know, I see that's really, both of those things um, are prominent in your writing. 
as well as kind of like that feeling and the grit of New York City and living in New York City and uh, going out to clubs and music. Right, right. And also, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but also all those things mixed with kind of like un unrequited love or looking for love. Or, right, sure. Yeah. Is that um, good? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, New York City does run through my poems. Um, and um, I am a gardener. Um, I have a little garden in Queens, and I, I, I plant vegetables every year, so I love to dig in the dirt. It really grounds you. Right. Um, and there is a garden element in my poems. Um, Definitely. And, um, and yeah, you know, who doesn't, you know, you know, love is like the, you know, everybody's looking for love, right? Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, we all, it's all, the world needs more love, right? And, um, you know, I've had my ups and downs, and this, this book is really 12 years of my writing. Okay. I started uh, taking classes uh, back in 2010. And, uh, uh, before 2010? Um, well, I was writing, but I was never studying right, writing. I was right. just a writer, and right. I was just writing in my journals. I was, right. I was writing poetry. It was just like a lifelong thing? You always, always wrote? Always, always. Yeah. yeah, it was my, when things got bad, I went into the notebook. Did you keep all the journals? I do, I have everything. I do have everything. Are any of the things from way back in, in the book? Um, no, that this goes back to 2010. So do you was, ever look at your old stuff? I do, and I don't. Is it scary? <laughs> I have things I have not gone back to look at either, right. but um, I do. I have. I, I plan to do. It. So when's the uh, autobiography coming out? It's you know I feel like the story isn't finished yet. Right. Yeah. So, you ever think about doing that? Oh sure. You have Definitely. journals from way back. Yeah, I feel like this is. Um, it could be autobiography. I see that. And yeah. um, you know, but then a lot of it was some of them come out of you know writing prompts. They took a lot of classes all the right. time. So um, I'm always studying, you know, and New York City is great because you have access to so many poets. Right. So uh, in 2010, I took a class at Poets House, and that's where I met Star Black, and she had a big influence on me. Okay. And uh, she was uh, a teacher who had us make little booklets at the end of the school year. And from that, I started to, um, we had to make, um, so instead of just giving it a paper of your poems, you had to make a book of your poems. Okay. And back in 2012, I started Pantry's Press from that class. I see. And I have all of these, um, they're mostly, you know, limited runs. There was no more than maybe 20 of each, you know, handmade books that right. were sewn together and sure. everything. And um, they're really beautiful. And, um, you know, it just grew and grew from right. that, you know, so. So, um. But is the cover charge is not on Pinterest? It is not. Um, it's on Autonomy Media. Um, I think is that also your uh, publishing? No, no, no. Um, so Autonomy Media is um, it's a big company. They put out mostly uh, textbooks. They do oh. a lot of scholarly things, and right. then they do some poetry on the side. Uh, but their textbooks. Well, how did that come about? Uh, Ron Combe is oh, involved with them, and uh, he's been a long time, he's an unbearable, and you know, they put out other unbearable titles. Okay. And um, the opportunity came up for him to do my book, and um, it took a long time, but it's really fine, it came together. Okay. And I really learned a lot working with him, making my book before we started to work on other books. Right. So on going forward now, we're publishing at Pink Trees Press. And, and, and when did that start? Well, in 2020, um, the Silver Tongue Devil Anthology came out, okay. and this was the first mass-marketed Pink Trees Press book. Wow. Okay. Um, and then That's a big book. It's a hundred. Brian's <laughs> Age of Mario was Philip Jarbury's reading series. It ran for five years at um, Three of Cups Lounge. Okay. And uh, he had over 300 features, and over 120 of them are in this book. Wow. Uh, he, he, he videotaped every single reader at really? his club, so you can nice. find them all on YouTube. So when cool. you buy this book, you can look on YouTube, and you can find the people where you find videos of them. Not reading maybe the poems in the book, but reading something that they read at the show. So from there, we started to publish individual poetry collections. And um, Philip's uh, poems from Unending Pandemic came out in 2020. And then um, this year, we're really excited because uh, we have uh, Pauline Finley's book, uh, Dysfunction, 
a play on words in the familia. And Pauline will be the next guest in episode three. And uh, very soon, uh, this is a, a, a proof, but very soon, uh, Philip Jambri's memoir, it's a flash memoir, um, it's called um, Good Boy, Bad Boy, Better Man is coming out. And we have some titles lined up for next year too, so um, we're really excited. The press has really been taking off. So it's been a, a whole year of poetry for me coming out of the pandemic. Not only did I get my book poem, right. but I'm helping yeah. other You're really busy, out. aren't you? Like, I'm you, so busy. You <laughs> I'm very busy. I don't sleep too much. Oh. You look like you have a lot of energy. I am a Gemini, so I got yeah. two people inside me. Like this weekend, uh, was, I was totally blown away by all the things you did. Yeah, I was pretty tired on Monday. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> but um, no, it's good. It's and amazing. It's really by the way, you're great at organizing these events. Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, I always, I'm always been like, when I was a little kid, I was the one like in the street saying, come on, kids, let's play hard right, seat. Okay. You know, right. that was always, so it's just something. You know, um, was yeah. that uh, a part of your... Uh, Past life and jobs, or, or I I was a Cub Scout leader for six years. Okay. I was uh, head of the PTA when my kids were in high school. Yeah, how many kids you have? Two boys. They're grown up now. Where so, Where are they? Um, in New York still. Okay. Still in New York, but they're not poets or anything. Okay. So, Any kind of art? Not, well, my son was playing the drums, so like oh. you said, he got the music bug. And my right. other son is a big sports nut, so. Okay. Yeah. My, my son, I have a son too, he's going to be 19. Um, I'm a drummer um, and now I'm writing and my wife's uh, an artist and gardener and other things. So far I don't see any of that in him, you know, but we'll see yeah. what happens. It's interesting what gets passed along to the kids. Right. You know, you think you're passing all your gifts yeah. to them and then, you know, they turn around and they're like, gardening, I don't want to get dirty. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Well, the one thing uh, that did get passed on is I'm also a chef, or was a chef, I'm not doing it right now. And he loves fruits. <laughs> I, I'm not sure about cooking part of it, but um, uh, how do you feel about reading something else? Okay. Um, I have uh, three poems in this book that are A's and variants. They are poems that start with the letter A, the first line is A, and the last line is Z. And um, one of the poems in the book is called Fire Burning, so the last part of that one is an A.B. Sedarian. And uh, I'm going to read one called um, A.B. Sedarian Affair. Nice. As if in a dream, she begins a friendship, cherishes a kiss, dances with smoke rings and fire. Evenings when the lonely fiendish ghouls in her head arrive, she becomes a flirt. Intense conversation, just a harmless kiss. Foolishly, she lets him view her vulnerabilities, memories, sad stories. Alone at night, lusting under the moonlight, she opens her heart, pours out her soul. Quest to find love requires a clear, sound mind, which she gives up tonight. She remembers a time under a summer sky, a valentine love, waltzing on the cliffs of the heights. X-rays can't see her open wounds. Yearning, she paces, a lion caged at the zoo. Nice. Do you, um, like, say I'm going to write at uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon or tomorrow morning, or is it just like something you get inspired? Or? Um, during the pandemic, I wrote every day during the pandemic. Um, when the pandemic started, I felt like something was happening that I needed to document. Right. And, um, I, we, we, I think we all felt that in some way. And I, I just started to make a commitment to write every day. And I wrote every day for a very long time, even if it was only one line. I made right. myself write every day. 
Um, since then, since the pandemic opened up, I'm not writing that much at all. Huh. Um, I've been well, you're doing all these other things. I know, I know. <laughs> Organizing so, all these events. My, my friend says it's left brain, right brain, so I've been right. editing a lot of books, so she says I'm using my, you know. Right. But I have so much material from right. writing every day, so I've been breaking that down into three books. I have a COVID book, a gardening book, okay. and then like more of a spirituality book. Nice. So um, those are Are you a very spiritual person? I am, I am. I would say so, yeah. yes. Okay. And, and I guess I think I've seen that also in, in your writing as well. Yeah, I believe yeah. there's you know, a higher power looking over us and you know, look at the sky, see the clouds. I can't do that. So, right. You know, I believe there's something bigger than me. Uh, it's a good, you know, it kind of helps get through the, the bad times uh, a yeah. little bit when yeah, you do that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I read from sure. my So I'm going to read from my book. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I mentioned my book in the first episode. It's called Bitter Pill. Uh, two shots and a piece of cake. Um, so I, I write, I wrote every poem in here on my phone. <laughs> I'm not like a write, sit down, write, writing kind of person, but I always have the phone with me. And sometimes I'll be riding a bicycle and oh, I get an idea and I pull over and I start it, you know, maybe, and finish it later. Um, I've written uh, poems in Red Hook, <laughs> so mostly in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, get, I get inspired. I have an app yeah. on my phone called Inkpad Notepad. And I, I could just read into that, and um, oh. it's great to transfer that right, right. into a word. You sure. Know, it, and um, I do that too. Sometimes you don't want to lose it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't write it down. Yeah. I lose it. So. so I'm going to write, uh, right. I'm going to read something called Buck the Trend. Made my mark at 21. Did it with a license down the barrel of a gun. Took no prisoners. Suffered no fools. I played the game hard till there was nothing else to lose. Got out of town in a hurry. Went up a road of peace, never turned back with a bag of loot, a load of time to spare. Committed one more crime on a drunken dare. Things went off the rail in the blink of an eye, found myself in the county jail. Got skanked by a skinhead, blood flowed on the ground. The guards left me for dead, not a friend to be found. They say only the good die young, once again I buck the trend. Hope my story winds up in a popular song. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see how we doing on time. We're doing pretty good. Um, so, uh, do you, what do you get, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say that, but what do you get out of, but like, I see you're really like, um, very active, really in promoting a lot of everybody else and other people's <laughs> works and doing these, uh, uh, events and you're very generous and like, I felt very welcomed at your events and they're, they're great events. You want to talk about that? Um, you know, I guess when I tell, tell the uh, audience the name of, uh, of I, I run I run an open mic called Fahrenheit Open Mic. Uh, we have a show at Six and B Community Garden. Which oh, is that's on, a beautiful space. So that's a great place of, to do. On the corner right? of Sixth Street and Avenue B on the Lower East Side. Um, so we have our last show on September eighteenth, this Sunday, from two to five. It's a open mic where we have musicians and. I hope this gets aired before then. <laughs> and um, everybody gets four minutes, and um, we really let everybody get up to the mic. And um, you know, when I got into the the community, it was very welcoming to me. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just passing along the spirit that welcomed me. It's a great it. way to spend an afternoon, and the people that come. Um, they're so New York. Like that event is so New York. I, I you know? really, I, you know, I, I went to the new school and um, I never really intended to read my work out loud. Right. You know, and when we it takes to, a little guts like that, but oh, the first time, right? The first time, you, you know, we, the teacher's like, okay, you know, everybody, you know, going to go around in a circle and read your work. I'm like, read my work out right. loud, what? You know? And um, we had to read our poem and then pass it to the person next to us. 
And um, I read my poem and I was so nervous and then I passed it to the person next to me and they read it and I, I found out afterwards they were a, a champion slam poet. Oh, no. And they read my poem and I said, <laughs> wow, it sounds really good right. when you read it like that. Yeah. You know, and it was just eye-opening to me. Right. And um, so, you know, that was my introduction. And then I've been reading it now, you know, since 2010, I would say. So, you know, it's a lot of practice. So sure. I get a lot more comfortable the more that you do it. And by the way, um, the, so Saturday, uh, Fahrenheit open mic on Saturday, right, right. two o'clock to five o'clock. Um, so come on down. I feel like that that um, you you can't get that anywhere else in this country. Like it's so New York, like I said earlier, and the the, the wide range of people that read and, and play uh, play music. Uh, yeah, we're really lucky how that you know very high quality of people come yeah. out. Yeah, you know, and, so and the first time I was there, you had a couple from Brazil that somebody must have just met. And, yeah, and, and they uh, were musicians. We yeah, had musicians were who were really talented yeah. and. Um, it's always a lot of fun, right. you know. And, and it's a place that um, all ages can participate in. I mean, yeah. you've had, you've had uh, uh, people perform there in, uh, up to the 90s. That's oh, great. yeah, we do. And, um, you know, we try to keep it family-friendly, but right. you never know what comes out of yes. it. Yeah, we, we promote free speech, <laughs> so we don't want to censor anybody. Right. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it is family-friendly. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that um, it's, there's a home for... for for all ages and, for, and 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 respect for people, um, as they, you know the older uh, crowd that are that get to come to this too. Like the, you know they have uh, stories to tell, and they, and they, they need know, to be listened to. And they know the history of the poetry right. scene. That um, right. you know, I'm just you know I don't know you know what happened in the 19th. The poetry and scene in New York City and, and the East Village. Exactly. So yeah. you know everybody has an important voice. Yeah. That's great. And what, what's, what, what happens um, when the uh, weather changes? Where is, where is it going to be? I, I, we used to have a venue indoors at a bar called Black and White, and okay. it was great. It was a monthly series, and I started that in 2018, which I'm sure And uh, unfortunately, during the pandemic, the venue closed, okay. and so many venues have, have closed, so right. it's really difficult to find an indoor venue. Oh. So um, in the fall, um, Pink Cheese Press, we're going to have uh, two book launches. We'll right. have Pauline Finley's book launch on October 2nd, yeah. October 2nd at right. 555 right. Um, at 7 p.m. Uh, everybody's welcome to that. Um, that's for this, this wonderful book. She's so talented. She's great. And then in, uh, we're still working out on the plans, but we're hoping to have a book party this year for Philip Jeremy's book. Awesome. Good Boy, Ben. Philip, I hope Philip will be uh, uh, a So, um, you know, we do a book parties, and then... Um, Next year we have more book coming out, so I'm not really sure about the open mic. It might go on hiatus right. for a while. So uh, if I come across the place, you want me to suggest? Oh sure, <laughs> and the people have done yeah. that. But yeah. uh, you know, I, one of the things I do is I take a picture of everybody who, who is in uh, who, who reads for me. I'm glad you mentioned that because that picture you took of me is one of my favorite pictures of all time. It's, yeah. I love it. I studied photography right. in high school and in college, so I consider myself I, a you're great. A you're great, and that that is that I love that photo. I'm so well, thankful I'm that you I, took I, that. I, I'm, I always try to get a good shot. Yeah, of and I've got. Compliments on it. Oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah. so um, what, so when I look at a venue, if it's not good for taking pictures, some of them have to have very that bad lighting, right? Then it's not really the best right. place for me. And then, right. unfortunately, a lot of the venues want a lot of money, they want you to guarantee you're gonna get like $500 or right. you know, yeah. some drinks right. a tip, sure. And sometimes my crowd doesn't buy a lot of drinks, so right. you know, it's hard to say that because, right. Yeah, I, mean, I can't afford to be dishing out my own. Yeah, there's got to be a place, a place for it. We have well, to we'll, we'll put our heads up. together. Yeah, so I we'll hope see. It, yeah, yeah, I hope it uh, continues in, in, in this fall. And yeah, yeah. I want to have a place to read. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you like to read something else? Uh, okay. Um, let's see. This is called Be in My Garden. I need to cleanse myself, dig myself into the dirt 
Sleep with daffodil bulbs. Breathe earth. I remember where last season's tomatoes grew, where the strawberry patch sent its runners through the hot peppers and the eggplants. I need to feel you again, to know you like I know the dirt in my garden. I'll rake last season's leaves from you, fertilize you, rejuvenate you. I want to introduce you to the praying mantis and the ladybugs so they can defend you from parasites. I want you soil ready so I can dig my hands in deep, plant a fragile seedling, water it, and watch it grow. Awesome. Did you write that in the garden? This is from 2010. <laughs> this is, oh, a, this is, that's this is one of my oldest poems. Right. Okay. Probably, that I, and were you in the garden when you came up? I <laughs> just... had, it was the time of year I was doing gardening, so it was probably in the spring or summer. Okay. But, um, it was a little bit more than gardening going on. You don't have so. any dirt under your fingernails, how do you manage that? <laughs> I, I have three nail brushes at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's for sure. Anyway, I just want to uh, real quick to say that Pink Tree Press is, 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 yes, it's my press, but uh, it wouldn't be possible without the help from uh, Phil Giambri and Madeline Ottenberg and our artist and resident, uh, Linda Wilkin. Uh, they're really a big part of uh, helping us. So it's not really a one-man show. We have right. a little team cool. that works. And Linda Wilkin is the artist behind uh, three of the covers on the press. She, nice. she did both of these. They're both great-looking covers. And um, she also did... Um, yeah, so she actually she did too. This one, Phillips. But um, so we have a little bit of a team, and I also want to mention that we're having. Um, I think I mentioned Theater Five 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 before. You can mention it again. October second, Theater Five Five Five. I will definitely be there. Yeah. So um, and I guess if we get it together, I might even be uh, reading on that one piece uh, for Poland. And I and I need <laughs> and I, I can't leave without saying that um, my book would not be possible if it were not for Ron Cohn and uh, Jim Feast and Jeff Fleming. They've been really kind to me about helping get my book into. You deserve world. people to be kind to you because you're kind <laughs> to other people. What's well, good karma? I guess what goes around. That's true. Um, and I hope to have Philip. Um, I asked him to do uh, to be a part of this first series, um, but he's um, busy doing um, uh, some film work. So maybe. Uh, I'm sure he'll do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I booked a studio for a couple weeks in the future. Uh, why not read another one? We still have time. We have time. Anything you want to, um, besides uh, this, anything about your life that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I'm a real New Yorker. Um, I, I didn't learn, I didn't know I had a Queens accent until my mid-40s when uh, my, my children said, you have a Queens accent? <laughs> I said, I guess that's that's right. <laughs> I say, look it, you know, look, look it. If something, something, if something happens in New York City, it happens so fast, you have to say, look it. Because right. they say, look at it. Right, right. Gone, you know? right. So um, that's just a little Queens, you know, for you. But um, I just want you know, I've taken a lot of classes, and, and being a poet in New York City, it's great to take advantage of all the opportunities that, you know, to work with you know, established writers when you're coming up and everything. And, right. and that's really been a big influence, and I think you never too old to stop learning. Right. You know, um, so, you know, I went back with a teacher, and um, we went and started with the haiku and, and mm -hmm. nature, and, and that really had a, a big effect on my writing because uh, I really was able to... Um, learn how to describe something in very few words, which right. is something I, I strive for. I try to be very um, uh, descriptive right. in my writing, so it's just like I'm an artist and I do... It's descriptive, but it's, it's concise. And I, right. I want people to kind of see what I'm talking about. Right. I don't want right. it to just be um, a feeling, but right. if you could feel and see what I'm talking sure. about, that, that makes sense. like I, I got money, right. I, I did something. Yeah. You know, so... Um, and you know, it's just a blessing to, to have the press. I don't know where the future's gonna take me, honestly. Right. And um, we're just taking it you know, one day at a time right now. And um, we're having a lot of fun, I have to say. So uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, we just wanna get some good- It's good to be out and, and seeing people. You know, yeah. and, and I just, 
feel that you know we're getting um, you know good works that into the you know we're really proud of the books that we're putting out. Right, you so. should be. So, uh, so one more from uh, cover charge. All right. Um, well, we might have time for more than one, but let's start with one more. Uh, this is a poem that um, I took a class with a teacher named Dorian uh, Lux, and um, she said the challenge was to uh, write a poem that you could read forward and backwards. Huh? And this was a poem I wrote on the plane, and then um, it worked. Where are we to, going? Uh, well, you'll just find out. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read it forward and I'm going to read it backwards. Nice. It's called Flying to Lexington, Reading Nick Flint. I can't stop it. Skin will sag no matter how many squats. All the crunches I do, I float above clouds. Next to me, a chubby woman sits in your seat. Not everyone gets a second chance. I'll check into the hotel alone. I'll search slumber in the vastness of a king-size bed for one. I know it is time for me to travel. You can only carry me so far. So far, you can only carry me. I know it is time for me to travel. In the vastness of a king-size bed for one, I'll search slumber. I'll check into the hotel alone. Now not everyone gets a second chance. In your seat next to me, a chubby woman sits. I float above clouds. All the crunches I do, no matter how many squats, skin will sag. I can't stop it. Wow, that's really clever. I've never, uh, I don't know if that's a challenge for you. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's really cool. So, um, so you've done a lot in your life. Um, I used to be a computer programmer, and I have a family. I was, yeah. I was. What else? Did you so, mean? Uh, <laughs> and, and a mother of two. Yeah. So um, when you were a mother, jack of all trades. Right. Were you a working mother, or that came uh, later? In the beginning, or? I worked until my kids were two and three years old. Right. Um, so that was pretty challenging to right. do that. I wasn't really. I was writing, but I wasn't really writing that much. Um, I started to write poetry when I was in college. I had, okay. a, I had a journal, and then my parents found me. What, what did you study in college? I was a computer science major. Oh, okay. I went to Queens College. Nice. And I took poetry classes and art classes for fun because right. in a, as a computer science major, you have to take physics and calculus, and it was really hard. Wow. And uh, painting and poetry were easy. Right. So I mean, <laughs> they helped bring my GPA up. Nice. And um, I really enjoyed They had a great art program, and they had a great English department there. So, um, I, so during college, uh, my parents found my journal. And uh, they were kind of outraged by what they saw in there. And at the time, I was studying poetry, so um, I started. Why, to write. why were they outraged? Oh, they were just like you know, typical young person. What you're doing? Right. Like, oh, we're gonna get help for you, and oh, oh my no. God, you gotta stop this. And I, you but know, I convinced. Very conservative. I, 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 for the most part, and I convinced them that it was all fiction, and um, and they said, well, it's really wrong, but you know, it's written really well. So, uh, yeah. but um, so I started to write in poetry as a way to um, get my feelings out without it being um, so. You know, descriptive and so blunt right. to say, um, and right. to regular prose, you know. Uh -huh. And um, from there, it just kind of grew, you know. So, um, but writing has always been in my in my veins, you know. And usually, when things are the worst, I, I do write the most. Okay. It's really an outlet when I'm um, for dealing with a lot of things. I'm, I, you know, I don't when I can't figure something out. Usually, if I write about it, that I'll make sense out of it. Right. So I, I uh, you know, I was a musician for over forty years in bands, a drummer. Um, but I never really wrote. I mean, I think I was in one punk band and I wrote a couple of songs. <laughs> but generally speaking, I didn't consider myself a good writer. I'm not sure if I am now either. But but uh, I I started writing to get stuff out. I was having a um, difficult time, uh, personal uh, family matter, and it relieved the stress. Yeah, you know. It's, it's and then I said, well, I kind of like this. And then I started not always being about me, or if it was about me, I, I morphed it into something else that right. didn't sound like it was about me. Um, so, um, 
I, I just started doing it. And so I, I'm young yeah. at this. I might be older in, well, in life, but young at this. And I'm not like you. I didn't study it. Um, I, I kind of like and what I do is more like um, punk, rock, uh, punk rock or folk rock of the poetry scene as compared to somebody who might be classical, studied it or or jazz or whatever, you know, more uh, uh, studied at it, so. Well, the more I read poetry, the more I realize that there's room for everything in poetry. Right. So, right. you know, there's the, you know, you could you know, call it the academic poetry or right. the slam poetry, or, you know, there's just, right. every there's room for everything, you know. Right. It's really, um, you know, telling our own, you know, telling stories about, you know, ourselves or the world around us. Right, that's basically it. You know? Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I do. Um, I, I try to be empathetic also about other people's lives and, and where they're where they're at and yeah in new york city there's so much i mean you really you just you know go walk around and just look at the world and you have materials right that's about. true well i but I, you know when i first moved here uh, so i grew up in the suburbs of uh rock Center, long island nassau county and i moved uh, to brooklyn in 79 and uh, went to went to college and i loved it because you could just walk around and not spend money and and be entertained right. and, and, oh, and, sure. and that feeling that you know and back then I think it was a little more it was a little more interesting too you know it wasn't so sterile and, well, and for rich people you right know. yeah but I mean still you can go to the parks now and see musicians playing now the yeah there's still that element you know, but 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 it, you know there's a lot of good things that happened uh, since then you know uh, you know, let's hope but, that they get, things get better. Yeah. You know, they they got to get the guns off the streets. I think that's the biggest problem. Right. That's going to be. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's violent, but it's not as violent as it was back then. Not yet. We're going to yeah. wait for that to happen? No. I definitely don't want that and, to happen. I, mean, I don't yeah. want to go back. back no, no, stuff. I don't want to. Go, I don't know, think it will. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm, hoping I'm hopeful that it will. You know, so yeah. So as a writer, you know, we can get, get our concerns out about that, too. Um, so, um, one, I'd like you to read one more before we go, if you don't mind. And uh, also, is there anything like a wrap-up thing you'd like to say? Uh, um, I think we covered a lot. I want to thank you for having me here. Sure, today. of course. And, uh, I, I appreciate you being part of my maiden journey, and I hope that uh, I did everything correct with the technology. Uh, this is all new to me. So, yeah, uh, cool. It looks very professional, I have yeah. to say. Um, but um, it's been really nice to be here, and um, I hope people come out to Fahrenheit, and I hope everyone gets a copy of Cover Charge, and look for the Pink Trees Press books to come out, and um, just keep reading, everybody, right? Keep reading. And uh, how can people follow, is there any place people can follow you? You could um, follow me, I'm on Instagram, at Linda Kleinbub, and um, from there you can find uh, at Pink Trees Press, and I also have a Pen Pal Poets account, which is all the poetry events, and then I have uh, my very first Instagram cat, uh, account, which is um, a translation of my name, uh, Linda in Spanish means pretty, and Klein is a little, and Abuba is a baby boy. So mm -hmm. my first Instagram account is called Pretty Baby Boy. Nice. And that's where a lot of my photography is on. Okay. So that's how you no, can find I'm, me. And I'm definitely going to check that out. If I forget this, I'm going to... I need a website. <laughs> I need a website for Pink Trees Press. Yeah, and do. I need a website for myself. And I, right. and I don't have money to buy one. So if anybody's right. kind enough to donate a website for okay. Pink Trees Press... Anybody so. out there looking to right. you know, help out a, a really nice person? All right. I'm going to read a poem called um, Relic. We rush about gathering pages. What colorful lament leaves regret? Leaves we meant to photograph. We gaze up, looking for stars, building the sun. The equality of secrets, secrets prone and position, neatly tied to the fence. Task at hand becomes a distraction. Phone calls unanswered, 
voices unheard, messages unread? Is there a serenity in the steps you shuffle? And what comes of the pages, myths of scorn and greed, blanketed in the silence of memory lost? We return again to meditate as we move along underground tracks through underwater tunnels. We gather again, a scrap of ideas, a phrase of prayer, a creation we made, our ancestors' assignment remembered. What will be remembered? In this rhythm beaten down, generations lost, a faded photograph, only to be slipped between pages, folded to form book, book to be passed on, to future relations still unknown, still unconceived, held on by tradition, held on by a string, held on until your grasp fails. Let go. Are we left empty-handed? What imprint in the dust? Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Pete. Uh, my guest for episode two of Storytelling on Orchard Street uh, in the podcast studios of uh, PT Knitwear, Linda Kleinbaugh. And uh, thank you for being on this second episode. And uh, thank you all for listening and watching or whatever you're doing. However you're taking in this uh, project. Uh, again, Pete Salamita, Storyteller on Washington Street. Bye-bye.